So I wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. My name is Scott Jenkins. I'm your host, just a local insurance agency owner here in Phoenix, Arizona. And today I want to go over basically what to expect if you're switching insurance companies, um, things of that nature. So kind of give you a good idea of of what may be coming your way, uh, what you need to look out for. So when switching insurance companies, you just want to make sure of a couple things. Number one is dates, uh, making sure like if you're switching for the 14th of February, for example, that the new policy starts on the 14th. Um, typically those policies are going to end and start at midnight just to give you a heads up. So you just want to make sure you have the dates so we don't have any overlap or we don't have any days without insurance and we weren't aware of it. So you just want to make sure that whoever you're talking with um, or if you're doing it yourself online that you just make sure the dates that way there's no lapse in coverage or overlap in coverage. So that's the first thing you want to look for. The second one, if it's a home insurance policy, for example, uh, typically there's going to be some sort of inspection that has to be done. Normally that's a company coming out and taking pictures of the property uh, to make sure there's no existing damage. Sometimes they have, there might not be, it's not a, it's not extremely thorough process. They're normally not coming into the house or anything of that nature. What they are looking for is any pre-existing damage. Um, a lot of the ones that we see that get flagged are either going to be siding falling off, like if it's an older home, maybe needs some upkeep on the outside. Um, windows seem to be a common one. If there's a window issue, like a broken window, they want that fixed um, before they'll before they'll you know take on the coverage things of that nature. But just to let you know, normally a home inspection. And it can be anywhere from you know a week to six weeks maybe before they'll even show up. Uh, but just kind of give you a heads up that that's going on. There's also going to be things for you to sign for, um, typically when taking on a new insurance company. So you're going to have, uh, a lot of it's done by DocuSign by email these days, but you're going to have documents to sign for basically like applications for either home, cars, umbrella, um, or it's it also payment authorizations are going to be in there. Those are important on all sides. Uh, to make sure there's no lapses in your coverage or you don't lose any discounts because a lot of times paperless or uh, signing electronically is a discount that's included in a lot of those packages. So just making sure that you have everything signed. That way there's no lapse or anything of that nature as well. Um, or they don't change you know, pay plans or something to that effect on your policy or you don't lose a discount that's going to charge you more money now or maybe it doesn't charge you more money now but it will in the future at renewal time. Uh, so just make sure you get those documents signed. You just want to make sure when you <clears throat> when you cancel your current insurance, like I said, you give them the correct dates. They also might need uh, decoration pages if you did leave. Not all of them require that, but most of them are going to require some sort of written verification too. It's not as just easy as calling up anymore. A lot of the insurance companies want something written, and it can be in an email, uh, which is fine. They just want to have specific dates, things of that nature on there. So that way there's no miscommunication between the company, if there's an agent, and then uh, you as the customer as well. So just making sure that you have that type of thing ready. And then also, if you have a mortgage on your house or loans on your cars, having that information available. Uh, mortgage, normally you need to know the name of the mortgage company. If you have a mortgagee clause and then a loan number. On your cars, uh, normally you need to know who has the loan. Uh, a lot of times agents can help uh, find some extra additional paperwork on that. Uh, or find some addresses, things of that nature in order to send that to the insurance companies about making sure we do that. Also, typically, when you sign up with a new insurance, the insurance company is going to notify the, the motor vehicle department, like here in Arizona, 
every time we add insurance to anything, we uh, automobile-wise, that gets sent to them, or if we take something off, that gets sent to them. So if you did sell a car or something, that, even if you're not changing insurance companies, if you sell a car, it's, it's wise to notify the state uh, because they might be asking why you don't have insurance on this vehicle anymore, and it's because you sold it, uh, and the registration hasn't been updated. So you just want to make sure you, we will send those out, but do the due diligence on your end just to make sure you don't have anything come up in the future. There are always going to be things that come up. You know, here in Arizona, the MVD didn't recognize a lot of the insurance because it had a communication problem with its computer system. Uh, but those were easily rectified. You know, send it to, you know, send them proof again. It just, it does get kind of scary when you get something in the mail saying you don't have insurance um, or we don't have a copy of your insurance and we're going to charge you. It's not, it's the same thing with the insurance companies. People ask all the time, like, I sent the money in and I got a bill or I got a, you know, a, a late charge bill or something to that effect. You know, that there is some time over. And also when it comes to letters like that, those things are automated. They don't ever get looked at by, and it's every one of the companies out there. So it doesn't really matter if, who it is, but by law, they have to send you where, where you know, your payment's late or, we're notifying you of cancellation if it's not paid by this date. Those are automatic. Those have to go out by law. So it's just something to keep in mind. Uh, when you are changing insurance companies, that, that, that tends to happen a little bit more often at that point. It's not impossible to change an insurance company if you're not happy with agent company or otherwise. You know, you do have the right to change um, anytime you want. Um, so insurance, even though it's a six-month or 12-month policy, on those it is on the personal side so your personal cars your you know personal home stuff of that nature there it's insurance is figured per day or what they call prorated per day basically so even though it's a year policy and for example if it was 365 dollars to insure the home which is a dollar a day you only used 100 days you will get the 265 of that 365 back uh for any unused portion so like i said that's why the dates are important as well just to make sure you get that and having any other documentation, just making sure you have your drivers, they have your driver's license numbers correct, things of that nature, just leads a little bit easier for you when you do change, or if you do change. Um, also makes it easier for the company or agent on the other side trying to assist you with that. So I did want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right on uh, what to expect when changing insurance companies. As always, if you could rate, review, or subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether it be Apple. Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio are the great ones out there. Greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.